This morning we'll uh, review and expand the meditation instructions. So far the instructions have been um, very simple and putting a lot of emphasis on mindfulness of breathing meditation. Once we found where we connect with the breath easiest or best, clearest, and giving quite strong preference or emphasis to the experience of our breathing. Letting other experiences stay in the background and really exploring how we can become more intimate, more fully connected, more fully embodied in relationship with our breathing. but not clinging to the breath and knowing that, of course, there are all the times when other experiences, Temple has been um, talking about this, whether they're hindrances, challenges, difficulties, or just any experience in the body, the heart, the mind, that uh, is not resting in the background and is really calling for our attention or moving itself uh, into the foreground of our awareness that really needs a lot of tending to. That we don't push that away or struggle to stay with the breath. We can uh, open to our experience as we talked about last night, just looking to see what's here, what's needed, but Letting the breath be a support or an ally it can come in with us uh, to meet whatever the experience is if we're dealing for example with knee pain can we breathe with the pain and we see for ourselves does how that can support us Sometimes it's not breathing with, it might have a sense of breathing into. So we can, you know, uh, find the way of uh, retaining the connection with the breath in a way that supports us in working with hindrances, difficulties, or any experience. It's important to uh, remember that there may be times when whatever is going on is so intense that we have to completely let go of the breath. And that may be uh, the skillful thing to do in a particular situation. It's just too much and we just, the breath just isn't coming in with us. And so that's, you know, we don't have to make a fight about it. We use the breath the best we can most of the time, but there could be occasions to where even it has to be let go and it's, we're fully with the grief or the knee pain. So this morning we'll now add some instructions about um, working, how we work as the concentration, the samadhi, uh, begins to strengthen, to deepen. We're going to give a particular progression of instructions over the course of the retreat and um, not everyone is going to have the, the exact experiences that we may be talking about at each stage in the retreat. 
last night we, we spoke how that there's a huge range of experiences that can arise in when we're meditating and when the concentration begins to strengthen. So there's no experience you're supposed to have. And I just want to make sure that we don't fall into some uh, judging or critical mind or feeling, oh, he's talking about this, but I'm not having that. And I've got to get this certain experience. So if what we talk about isn't happening for you, then just to let those words come in, let them go, and it'll be there when you need it. And stay attuned to what's just happening for you. At some point, we... We keep talking about concentration, getting concentrated, deepening or dropping into the meditation. How is it that we know we're starting to concentrate? Right? We're having these experiences. And I named a number of them last night. We may start to feel stillness, calm, peace. A sense of a strong sense of presence. The mind's wandering much, to some degree, less than it had been. And when we do get lost, it's not as deep or for as long. It can start to feel pleasant. It could be a light sense of happiness, open heartedness, joy. It can be uh, uh, stronger, it could be quite strong, intense pleasure in the body, or it could be more of just a pleasure in the mind. Some people could start to feel some energies moving in the body. might be just very light feeling. and Some people could start to see light or lights in various forms. It's not that you're supposed to see a light. Many people don't, but for some, that's, that's what happens for them. Or sounds, inner, inner sounds. I don't know if I could possibly name the full range of experiences that can come with samadhi. But I'm just trying to name just kind of the range. So I call all these the experiences of samadhi, or for shorthand, I'm just going to call it the samadhi. I'm talking about all, all the experiences, the stillness, the unmoving undistracted quality of mind, all these experiences. If these, when, if these experiences um, happen for you, you can notice that they're you're having the you're connecting with the the physical sensations of your breathing just as we had have been and along with that there's the samadhi experiences so you're having both are present in your awareness sometimes when this happens sometimes on its own without you doing anything to make it happen even though the experience of the breathing is still there as it has been, the samadhi experiences are more prominent. They're popping out to your awareness more strongly, more noticeably than the sensations of your breathing. And if that happens, you're not trying to make it happen, but if you notice that that's happened, just stay, just be, really it's just being aware that that's how it is. And then just continue with your breathing. Uh, Staying connected with your breathing. Other times, 
on its own, again, without you making it happen. It could be just the opposite, that even though the samadhi experiences are quite strong sometimes, the, the awareness of your breathing is more prominent. It's popping out to your awareness more strongly. So notice that it's that way and then can just continue with your uh, mindfulness of breathing. And then there's another way that it can uh, manifest in which the samadhi experiences and the sensations of the breathing uh, it are experienced as they're merging or they've blended together in one, they're kind of mixed together into one really new experience. So you can discern that they're both there. But in some way, they're experienced, I guess, blended or, or have come together in some way. If, if, you, if you're not having that experience, don't worry about it. You're not trying to make it happen. Um, but uh, if it does happen, it will be obvious, even if, 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 if you're not quite understanding what I mean. These two have come together. They feel like they're one to some degree. And if that happens, then this is your new, if I can say, meditation object or subject. This new blended samadhi and breath together. And stay with that. Don't stir your mind up looking which flavor, I've named a few different ways. Um, Mostly just continue with the mindfulness of breathing practice, keeping it simple. We don't want to agitate the mind. But sometimes, since I've named these, you're aware now, you'll, you'll just naturally notice this and be aware of it. And if you want, it's perfectly fine, you know, I don't know, once, twice, three times in, a, in the sit, just to check in if, if, if you're not noticing. Keeping it simple and light, just noticing and then not stirring the mind up about it. Basically, what this instruction is about is bringing our mindfulness, our clear and our clear awareness, our knowing, to not only connecting with our breathing as we have been, but being mindful and aware of how it is that the samadhi is starting to unfold. as the concentration continues to strengthen and even when it gets very strong, we want to bring the mindfulness in with us up to meet whatever level of samadhi there is. So having an awareness of how it's manifesting and what's happening. And so bringing the mindfulness to the various manifestations of samadhi, even in the beginning, is is, um, strengthening that pattern of mindfulness that will that will come in with us all along the journey
the more relaxed we can be, the more open and receptive we can be to whatever is presented to us, whatever our experience is, the more we're able to um, just flow easily with the inevitable changes, the ups and downs that come for all of us on retreat. Not only do we suffer less, but um, it's, uh, we, it's, it's, a trem- it's tremendously important in the deepening of the practice when we get into struggles. And, you know, look, we'll, we'll get into struggles sometimes, and so we work with it the best we can. But um, um, we can tie ourselves up in knots and um, where if we were, could find the, uh, the way of opening or connecting or allowing ourselves to have our experience... Um, um, it, it can really support the deepening of samadhi tremendously. When, you know, when we're tied in a knot, um, it's not conducive to a calm, settled, peaceful mind. So we just keep that in mind, and you know, we're going to do the best we can. And if what's happening is really painful and hard, then we need a lot of kindness and compassion for ourselves for those times when you know, we're up here giving talks about befriending our experience and all that, and what's really happening is, is like, this sucks. I remember on one retreat, it was a long retreat, but I was sitting uh, uh, back on the East Coast, and I'd been sitting, I don't know, maybe a month or something at, into the retreat, and I went to the teacher, and I was having such a hard time, I, and I just walked in, I looked at him, I just said, this sucks. <laughs> and then he just said to me, um, um, could you please describe uh, where you're experiencing the sucking sensation? <laughs> So I guess I had to learn not to speak in the vernacular on <laughs> retreats. <laughs> so it, it, look, it can feel that way sometimes. We do the best we can. But, you know, so that's when we really need a lot of the compassion for ourselves for the times when we know it would serve us better if we could find a way to work with this. And, and we're just in the struggle. And so those times can happen. So we want to be kind to ourselves. But keeping in mind the best we can, that attitude we were talking about last night of interest, curiosity, and just not, oh, they're starting to talk about samadhi and I'm still trying to just land and settle down and be here with two breaths before I'm gone for 10 minutes. Uh, no, it's like, what's happening for each of us and how, what, what would serve me best? What's the teacher here for me now? So keeping that attitude, just a reminder. And then just one thing on the instructions. Um, I want to name just a couple of other things, ways that uh, practice can open also just briefly. Um, so, of course, there's this... talked about the, the samadhi and breath and how they can one can be more prominent or other in our experience or they can show up as blended. Also, uh, sometimes ex- the, our experience can feel quite uh, expansive or open and spacious, and sometimes our awareness can feel more narrow. And I could say a lot more about that, but just to know that there can be different flavors like that. Uh, Sometimes it can feel like we're putting our attention onto the breath or the samadhi experience, and sometimes it feels like we're more receiving the experience. It's it's not so much a going to, but a receiving. So there's these different flavors. Um, I'm just naming those... um, it's again. It's just being mindful of sort of, of the mm, the qualities of mind we're bringing to meet uh, whatever experience is happening, and so um, don't try to remember all this. You don't want to be sitting here saying, "Okay, wait." Well, you know, you're trying to be with your breath. And it's like, okay, is, is samadhi predominant? Is breath predominant? Are they blended? Is my experience expanded? Is it narrow? Am I kind of receiving the breath, or am I going to the toward the breath? I think if just it's named. If just let it go and come back to the breath, and when you need to know, you'll remember. You'll you'll be aware. It's like, oh yeah, that's what they said. It can feel more open. You'll remember once in a while. Or keep it simple. Don't try to remember. You know, don't write it all down and keep checking in over and over. Simple, simple. Um, are there any questions this morning? Yes, Pauletta. Yeah, go ahead. So what's happening for me now is that um, I'm keeping my attention on the breathing sensations, and then all of a sudden everything stops. And it's almost like I'm in a void. And at first I thought I'd fall asleep, 
but I know that there's like a hereness here, but then I kind of feel like I'm not here at the same time, and then I go back to the breath. But my question is, is that it feels really comfortable in the void, so should I stay there, or should I always go back to the breath? Well, let me, can I ask you a few questions? Um, when you, this state that you're talking about, you're calling the void. Um, when you're in that state, are you clear and aware? Mm-hmm. So you're not in a stupor or, you know, we can kind of be in between sleep and awake or something. That's not it. You're clear. The mind's clear. Is it just that there's... The, the content of experience feel there's just not much happening in in experience like can can you feel your body when you're in that if you wanted to so you're saying when you're in that state you can um, <clears throat> you know what's happening you're present clear mindful and clearly comprehending what's happening and if you wanted to check in can, can you can your so you can you use your mind to direct it if you wanted to like could you it, it may not be verbal but could you say I'm going to say I have to use words could you Hmm. Can I feel my body and incline the mind and notice if, if, if the mind, the body might be still, but can you even be aware that there's a sense of your body? It's like my body's gone and yeah. the breath is gone. Okay, body and breath are gone. Um, when that happens, can your mind ever wander at all? It's. it's, it's I mean, is I'm not talking about just a little. I mean, is it? Is the is this ekagat this? Unification or one-pointedness or undistractedness just continuous? Is there any wobble in the mind? Well, then when I go to the breath, because I somehow feel, oh, I guess I should go back to the Yeah, but you've lost co- connection with your body, so how could you go back to the breath? You're just, in other words, you're trying to reconnect with the breath, but there's really, it sounds like you're really not able to do it when, right, when you're in that state. So there is some ability to incline the mind, part of you. Are there words? No. So this is... Um, That's what makes it hard to describe. Is, is, it, uh, is there any kind of pleasant feelings? Blissful is very pleasant. Uh, so there's pleasant. Can you hear sounds? Uh, I'd like to explore uh, offline with you. I realize I'm taking up some more time, so I'm not still not totally sure what kind of state you're in, but um, it, it, you could have dropped into a particular kind of jhana state for sure. But I, Well, I don't know if it's for sure. I mean, you, you for sure could have. Uh, we could explore a little more, but um, it feels good when you're in there. Well, you know, look, these states, you have some choices. <laughs> I, let me say this. These states, jhana or samadhi state, whatever, whatever we have, they have their own benefits. Their conditioned states, it's not the goal in our tradition. But if we come into one of these states, uh, and again, I'm not sure how to ask to, to work with it because I, I want to explore. I just don't want to take up all the time here uh, to get a better sense because I have a few ideas of what might be happening, but I'm, I'm not quite sure yet. But look, even if we want to hang out and rest in these states, we don't want to like cling to them. Uh, and if we are clinging, we want to be aware that we're clinging. Uh, but uh, they're restful. They're healing. They can be nurturing, nourishing. They can be kind of a refuge. They're not in the, not when Temple was was talking about the refuges on opening night. It's it's not a reliable ultimate refuge, but in the moment, it can feel like. A refuge, right? So, the, so it has its own benefits, and so we can appreciate those, and that's fine. So, if you want to hang out there for right now, I think that's okay. You don't have to. It's just what's happening in your experience. You're, you're not in a trance, or, or you know, you know what's happening, and we can leave it at that for now. Um, you know, if you were just going and hanging out there all the time, I think we'd want to talk about what's happening and how to work with that, either aiming and to different samadhi states or how that works with insight. So that would be a different conversation. But if this just happens some, um, that's what's happening. You're mindful of it. So that, that's maybe okay. Um, could you... Um, let's just talk at the end here. I'd like to set up a time just to chat. <coughs> Baruch, do you still have your question? <clears throat> a little similar to this. Um, what, do you, what do you do when you can't find your breath? You have awareness, but you can't really. It may, it may 
may be kind of sleepy or dull, or it may just be very quiet, and you're finding the breath, I mean, you're looking for the breath and can't find it. Um, let me just ask you a couple questions. Are, can you, um, are you, you still have awareness of your body? So you haven't lost, disconnected from your, oh, okay. Um, so is it just that the, the, the sensation of the breath, or, what is going on in your experience when that happens? You're present, are you, you're, you're, you're mindful? And, There's the thought to find the breath and then I can't find it. Is it just because it's getting subtle and you just can't feel the sensations as opposed to being disconnected? It could be that, yeah. Where are you connecting? Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. Or to feel it, to feel the breath. Like, I know I'm still breathing, obviously. Uh, when that happens, um, wh- where are you connecting with your breath in your body? Yeah. Um, y- if you want to say something in a minute, I would invite uh, Temple to. You might have a different perspective. Um, but I just want to get an idea. So, um, this is your, your, your chest, and you're normally clear there. And it sounds like, if, you know, if the breath gets subtle, is there something else? Like, are you, are you having some of these samadhi experiences happening? Not, yeah. I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I'm sort of not quite sure what is happening, actually. Uh, well, then, so I'm not sure how to answer. No, no, no I'm not trying to give you a, a, a... So what I want to invite you to do is... Uh, um, because depending on what was going on, like you may, it, 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 you'll see as we talk more about jhana and how samadhi can open that, you know, breath is, it's not ultimately about breath. Breath's a big deal. We're putting, it's, it's a big deal. But so whether you've, it's sounding to me like it's not like you've gotten to that place where, where it's gone past what the, the breath's done its job is my hint, but I'm not sure because you're not clear yourself. So I want to ask you to, when, you're, when that's happening, is to notice First of all, what's happening in the body? Like, is the breath, are you just losing, not just connected with your body? Is it a dullness of mind so you're just not clear about anything? You're not even, check in. Is there some other experience going on? Is it some samadhi or just, I, I, I have to get clear about what's happening. Yeah? Is that okay for now? Yeah. Do you want to add anything to that? Please, please. So, um, the... In the Anapana Sati Sutta, it says um, there's a point where we can calm the breath. We can intentionally, if you're having a, a coarse breath but you're kind of peaceful of mind, you can actually settle a bit and see if you can settle your breath. <clears throat> then the opposite occurs um, where sometimes the breath gets settled, uh, the breath settles. And so one way I could get you into a a deeper meditative state as I could talk to you and you're listening and then I start whispering and you have to actually pay more attention and I lower my voice a little bit more and you're either going to lose track or you're going to have to really relax to keep tracking my voice and it's one of the things because the breath is generated by the mind um, by our brain that the breath gets subtle and it invites us to get more subtle then the breath gets more subtle and invites us to get more <coughs> subtle. So there is sometimes a little bit of a feedback loop. As we calm the mind, the breath gets subtle. So um, what you're invited to do in those times, if it's not just fogginess, but even in just fogginess, you're still trying to find a subtle object. And that requires you to relax a little bit more, let go of a little bit more, dedicate yourself a little bit more, and settle in to find an even subtler object. And all that does is it, it further unifies your mind to even find the subtle breath. And then in the yogic traditions, or if you take this to do a long period of practice on the breath, the breath can get so subtle that even if, if you were very still, you couldn't even tell if you were breathing. <coughs> and there are times when the breath stops. And the, the breath can stop for... Um, several minutes actually in very 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 deep states of concentration and then if you are there to feel it you can feel like it's just this tiny little wisp of air going back and forth and then it picks up again and it becomes a more normal breath so the breath has the capacity to get quite subtle and your your invitation is to mirror it 
and let your mind be as subtle as the breath. But at times, if um, there can be a transition moment where it's more subtle than you can touch, and so you're like, where is it? I don't even know where to point my attention. You go to where you could feel it. You find that region of the body, and you develop intimacy with that region of the body where the breath was, and then see if you can feel the tiny little uh, breeze passing in there that is very subtle. Because we're up against the clock, I know you had a question, if, so we can't do it in the group. Uh, if you just hang back, if you'd like, you're, um, um, I can talk to you, okay? Um, so just two quick announcements. Um, uh, one, for the bell ringers, um, uh, the request, we've been requested to make an announcement to ring loudly. I guess really whack that Thing. Don't hurt your hand, but you know. <laughs> Don't invite the other yogis to get subtle to hear the subtle bell. <laughs> do the opposite. Yeah. Second thing I want to invite you to do is um, um, so as we're moving it, at this stage in the retreat, um, staying attuned to how much the sitting and walking, and you may want to um, adjust away from the schedule if it will support you. So some people may find that starting to sit longer uh, w- would really serve you well now. And uh, Temple and I talked about this a little, and you know, we, we, we know that there's a tendency if we say something about sitting longer, we, we want to guard against someone thinking, oh, I'm supposed to go sit longer now, or I'm going to sit, you know, and you know, this isn't John Wayne macho yoga here. And so... Uh, you know what we want to do, but but I still would like to offer that, um, especially in the times if you feel like um, you know the body's, you're not struggling with your body, so it's how should I say cooperating, <laughs> uh, and if the energy of the of the concentration of the sit is going well, feel free just to stay with that if you want to, <laughs> but for many of you, don't feel like so I'm not telling you to sit long. I'm telling you to. Uh, tune into what will serve you best, and that may be part of that, is upping the sits. Um, you know, there could be people here for whom it's the opposite. You need to bring in more walking, uh, too, that, you know, if you're finding, you know, to balance your energy or for whatever reason. But um, um, allow yourself to go with that if, uh, during those times where it feels like an experiment and see. Um, and, and if you do start sitting longer... Um, Make sure you're doing enough walking. You know, if, even if your body would allow you to sit all day. And, of course, there's very specialized. I don't know how many people get to this, but there are some people who do get to points where they can sit for many hours. And, and, uh, uh, but, you know, uh, even if you could, your body would let you sit all day, we're going to not talk about those uh, specialized states, um, at some point the energy would sink. We need to, you know, walking is not just a break for our bodies. Um, it's uh, it's an energy balancer. If our energy is too low, you know, moving can bring it up. If we've got too much energy, it can bring it down. So it's important to be attuned to do as much walking uh, as you need. To keep, and you'll know the answer if if it's uh, if if you're staying in balance more when you're sitting. So just an encouragement there. Okay. Um, so thank you. Um, um, please enjoy it. Uh, your day of practice. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.